Coming to you from the bottom of Lake Agassiz. Welcome to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the mighty 790 KFGO FM 104.7, 94.1, KFGO.com, the KFGO mobile app. You can you can enjoy Outdoors Live in, in many different ways. And, and I say that quite frankly and quite honestly because... Uh, you're listening to Outdoors Live, but it might be on a podcast. And if you haven't checked out the podcast, I would encourage you to do that and to subscribe to the podcast. That's one thing. that I mean, I love the outdoors, uh, like Brew and Agri, Gone Outdoors, or listening to some of the great guests that also talk about the outdoors, not just Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri, but Joel Heitkamp will have great guests on about game and fish hunting, fishing in the outdoors, Tyler Axis, Amy and JJ, uh, KFGO News. So the podcast is something that I've grown to appreciate. And the, the beautiful thing on that is you can listen to Outdoors Live, um, live on the air. You can listen to the podcast whenever you want. You can go back if you missed a part and, and listen to it again. So that's really really a cool, a cool way for you to enjoy the weekend edition of Outdoors Live. I am a former game warden and a current biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. And each weekend, we take a little different look at the outdoors. It's not just simply casting and blasting, hunting and fishing. It's, uh, it's a, a unique outdoors magazine that comes to life. So thank you for allowing us to be a part of your weekend. I'll be the very first to admit there has been a lot that has changed in um, hunting. I shouldn't say this, hunting and fishing, but careers in the natural resources, okay? A lot has changed about a career as a game warden or as a a biologist or anything along that park ranger, anything to do with conservation, with the outdoors, with uh, the wildlife and the fisheries. It's changed a lot in terms of how you apply and how you find out. Just so parents listening, if you've got students in high school or in college that have thought about, gosh, it'd be fun to be a game warden. Oh, it'd be cool to be a biologist of some sort. I'd love to be a park ranger. I'd love to work outdoors. The The outdoors really hasn't changed that much. When you, when you think about it, I've talked about this in terms of hunting. It's one of the draws is that, you know, the landscape, you know, what's produced between grassland or corn, that changes. The rivers get dammed or they get diverted. That does change, but the the hills change a lot slower and so do the bends in the river. They change a lot, lot slower than a lot of other things that are going on in this world. And that's part of the draw of a career in the outdoors is because you love the fresh air and the big blue sky, whether it's January or July. I just arrived there. Um, so that, that draw continues. How people use the outdoors changed dramatically. Did it change from 1979 when I was a little kid to 1999? Yeah, absolutely. Has it changed from 2003 to 2023? 100%. I'll tell you this. If you've got a son or a daughter, if you yourself are thinking, gosh, I'm looking for a career change, whatever the, whatever the stage of life that you're in, Understand that first and foremost, there's never a bad time to explore that career. I would make the argument that now is a better time than ever. The you know the, the, the draw of the outdoors remains just as strong, but I think more people are getting are, are getting drawn into other careers and saying, you know what, I could you know work Monday through Friday and go hunting and fishing on the weekends. It's a really good point to consider, especially in terms of a game warden. Okay. Um, I want your son or daughter or you to consider becoming a game warden because if you even have an inkling, I want you to talk to your local game warden. 
I want to, if you don't know who they are, I want you to contact a game warden and ask them about the job and sit down and visit with them and find out a little bit more about that job and career. And that might make you go, hmm. So here's the first thing I tell people is that it's not a professional hunting guide, a game warden. It's not a professional angler. You're going to be working a lot of nights and a lot of weekends. You'll get days off just like everybody else, a Monday or a Tuesday, um, a Thursday, Friday, a Friday, Saturday. It'll, it'll, it'll be adjusted, but you'll get time off, okay? But to think that, man, I love deer opener, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be working every deer opener because it's a small season with a high volume of people. That's just the reality. A uh, deer season lasts 16 and a half days. Uh, pretty good chance you're going to work, you know, whatever that might be, 12 days or or whatever. It's going to be long days. It's going to be hard work. But that's the job of being a game warden. It's like an accountant at tax season. You're not going to take two weeks off. Um, you're not going to take time off during the actual deer season. Okay, that's that's just the reality. There's going to be weekends, a lot of weekends during the summertime. You're doing boat patrols. You're doing recreational, what you know, jet skis, boat and water safety patrols. You're going to be doing that. And that's the name of the game. And there's a lot of people that love it and a lot of people that should. But don't don't go into it thinking it's going to be Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 because it is not that. A lot of freedom, a lot of self-starters, a lot of highly personally motivated individuals thrive, thrive as game wardens because you can make it into the best job in the world. If you love the outdoors, I would tell you that don't, don't pigeonhole yourself to saying, I just want to be a game warden in North Dakota and I want to be stationed in Bowman. We have one game warden in Bowman and that's really setting yourself up to not hit that goal. A career in the outdoors. Um, I can speak from experience. I started off working temporary positions with the Fish and Wildlife. So I'm, I'll get into that. Okay, let's uh, let's take a break here. And uh, I want to bring in Greg Power and recap summer open water fishing of 2023. As I was told, Greg Power, Chief of the Fisheries Division for the Game and Fish Department, that this was a record year 2023. Walleye fishing in 2023 was, for sure, during the open water season, the best ever. I mean, it's incredible how many calls, how many... Very few complaints, but a lot of positive things were said about the walleye fishing in North Dakota. And it wasn't any one water, you know, that, that's what was super neat about it. It was pretty much throughout the state, all in particular our new walleye uh, prairie lakes, they really put out well for the walleye. And then, and then the big three, Sakakwea had another big, excellent year. Uh, Devil's Lake was solid throughout into fall and why he was a little surprising it was probably a little better than expected again the big three you know that fantastic that is absolutely fantastic exactly what we need to hear and what we want to hear that's greg power he's fisheries division chief for your north dakota game and fish department hey let's roll through a few news and notes from this week i want to make sure that we get everything caught up here um if you were sent a survey by game and fish i can't tell you how important it is to please complete the survey and return it to the Game and Fish Department. These surveys go out for big game, small game, waterfall, swan, turkey, fur bear. We're talking about deer. We're talking about elk. We're talking about pheasants, grouse, ducks, geese. You name it, we're doing surveys. Now, it's done statistically, so not everybody that hunts is going to get one, which is why, which is why it's so important 
if you do get sent a survey, to please, please, please fill it out as efficiently, as accurately, and as consistently as you possibly can. Because it's sent randomly to selected hunters. And think about this in terms of time and energy and resources. Think about money and manpower. If you can look at statistics uh, when they when they do whether it's you know political surveys or or, or neighborhood surveys or city surveys, um, if you survey ten thousand people or one thousand people, the deviation from that is really not that significant as long as it's random. As long as you're pulling out um, a a random sample of that, you're pretty confident that those are the statistics. So um, if you get sent a survey, we can't ask you enough to please fill it out. And don't forget, even if even if you didn't hunt, that's valuable information because sometimes people buy licenses and then, oh, well, just ended up with an anniversary, ended up uh, a sickness, an illness, a family issue, whatever it might be, ended up on the road. Um, I, I, I tell you what, it's so important for you to please fill them all out as consistently and as quickly as you possibly can. If you don't fill it out and send it back, you're going to be sent a mailed out one. And you know, in this in this age of electronics, our statistical people can tell you that um, emails sometimes people sit on it for a while and forget about it, ends up in spam or junk, or it ends up with a thousand other emails, and they don't quite get it taken care of. Paper paper copies still to this day, especially when you're dealing with a demographic of hunters and anglers tend to generate more of a response. And I'll also say that a lot of a lot of hunters like getting surveyed. They like being able to provide that data. And that's so important for us to determine the number of hunters, how many days that you hunted, your success rate, um, how many ducks you shot, how many ducks you didn't shoot, how many days you went, which counties that you went into. On that same token, if you if you utilize a wildlife management area for your hunting, tree stands, blinds, steps, cameras, all have to be removed from wildlife management areas in North Dakota by January 31st. So you've got a couple weeks. This year, we don't have the snow like we've had in the past. In past years, we're telling people, hey, you better make sure you put some time into it because you're going to be treachering through some snow to get out there. Uh, not the case this year, but nonetheless, you still need to have those all all removed by January 31st. If not, no, we don't go out there on January 31st and wait till the stroke of midnight and remove them, but they are considered abandoned property and they could be removed and confiscated by game and fish. There, there's a reason for that. And last but not least, right now is the time to be looking for hunter education classes. If you, a son, a daughter, a neighbor, a friend need to take a hunter education class, um, I'm going to talk more about this um, you know, in coming weeks, but now's the time to look. Okay, right now, go to the Game and Fish Department website, find your town, find your community, and find that hunter education class. This is the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the Mighty 790 KFGO FM 94.1, 104.7, KFGO.com, the KFGO mobile 